Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Each week, we introduce you to special guests who share their personal stories and advice on how to build a strong foundation of faith, family, and freedom in their home, community, and country. Hi, moms. I'm Debbie Corlitis, your host. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Every week, right, we as the mamas, we gather together to inspire, encourage, and educate moms in their journey through motherhood. We believe that liberty begins at home and that we as mothers, we are gifted with the most amazing blessing of raising the next generation. Right at the top of the show, I want to let you know about today's discussion. So many, many of our mamas out there are completely frustrated with the public school system, right? The moms are fed up with a lack of education and the blatant liberal indoctrination agenda that is attacking our children. There's masks, vaccines, CRT, perverted sex ed classes, and really the moms have just had enough. We will be addressing many of these issues and how parents can protect their kids in today's public school culture. So you do not wanna miss today's podcast. But before we get started, let me take care of a little bit of business here. For those of you that are joining us for the very first time, I wanna invite you to our website, momsforamerica.us. I wanna invite you to check out all of our amazing resources, events, and programs. We have a plethora of information for you that is gonna help you as you mother your children. When you stop by, please sign up for our mom memo as well. This is our weekly newsletter. This is how we stay connected and we communicate with you. So please sign up for our mom memo. Also become a podcast subscriber. We're on all the formats. We're on YouTube, Rumble, Spotify, all that fun stuff, Charisma Network. So please subscribe and share and um, you can find us there. So uh, let me go ahead and get on to today's episode. Uh, Tamara Farah is joining us today, and she is not only a special friend of mine, who I absolutely love and adore, she is the executive director of strategic initiatives here at Moms for America. Tamara is going to chat with us about taking back our school boards and reclaiming our children's education, right? This is on the heart of every mom all across America. It is absolutely a crazy, crazy world out there. And that's why moms are on the forefront of these issues. They wanna protect their children and they wanna hold their school boards accountable. So I'm thrilled to have Tamara with us. Welcome Tamara, how are you today? Oh, Debbie, I'm doing great. It is so awesome to be with you. Oh yes, always is. So Tamara, real quick, Tell us a little bit about your family before we get into the the school board initiatives and how moms can really take back their school boards on many levels. But tell us about your family. You have two children, right? I do. I do. I have two children and I have a Valentine. His name (laughs) is Barry Vera. That's right. He is my husband of 38 years. I feel so blessed. Happy Valentine's Day to all the moms out there. Um, and my, our two children, which I had the privilege of sharing about our amazing adoption stories on an earlier episode that Debbie did with That's me. Right. So check that out if you want to hear our amazing God stories. Um, so David is 32 uh, and he is married to a wonderful, wonderful woman. I love Judy so much. And our daughter, Allie, is 28. And, uh, you know, we just love spending time with them. We're a very close family. Just so blessed. So grateful. I love that. 
I love hearing about everyone's families and their little nest. Um, okay, so let's get to the to the hot topic here today. The health and the safety of our children are being attacked all across the country, right? They're coming in and they are just destroying what used to be a great educational system. And it's been an attack for, for many years. I know that you were talking with moms all across the country. How bad is this? And then we're going to get to the fact of what we can do to help save our kids and, our, and, and the educational system and options for the moms. But it is really even worse than we think, isn't it, Tamara? It really is, Debbie. And you know, it's so interesting because the only silver lining that I see with COVID is that because of the lockdowns and the sh uh, shutting down of schools and parents having to stay home from work and kids having to stay home from school and do school online. And obviously parents are gonna be looking over the shoulder of their children. Oh, what are they learning today? Or, you know, what's, wh what's going on in this class, et cetera. Um, they were able to begin to see some of the horrible information that their kids were getting. And I'll just give you one of those things. And I got this from a teacher who actually quit teaching in Orange County, California in order to become a whistleblower, uh, brendaforkids.com. And it's called Scarletine. That's the name of this organization. And these kids were being sent a link from Scarletine and Planned Parenthood is behind Scarletine. Of course. Are behind of course. all of the horrific sex ed that's in schools. I'll tell you that later. Um, and these kids, literally, I saw this with my own eyes on the Scarletine website, a link that was sent to children during the lockdowns and probably is still in their possession that parents had no idea about showing, yes, sadomasochistic type sex uh, tools. What? Not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. And, you know, so this is, I always tell people, this is not a conspiracy and it's not a theory because we've got the proof. Um, and so it's just insane. That is just one of so many things that parents found out about. So mama bears were poked. Don't we always say that at right. Monster America? Mama bear, someone poked mama bear. You better watch out because you don't. And you, yeah, and that's not a good thing. <laughs> you know, between mom, mama and her kids. I mean, right. It, all of a sudden they had all the time in the world to fight back against schools when previously they'd been too busy with life. And now That's they right. are awake and they're alive and we are so privileged to help them and support them so that they can be effective as they push back. Well, this is a perfect segue to the fact of what is mom force? What is this initiative that we're doing at moms for America? This is in your wheelhouse. This is a strategic initiatives. You've been out on the, you have been out and about with the moms all across the country, helping them fight back and take back their schools. So what is Mom Force? What is this initiative and what does it offer our moms? Yes. So we are here for you, moms. Um, it is scary. It is tough to think about going to a school board meeting, or maybe you'll go and sit in the back of a school board meeting, but to actually speak up, that can be so intimidating. Um, and, and right now schools have you intimidated about even coming to the school. That is your school. You pay tax dollars. You have every right to go to that office, talk to uh, one of the administrators or the principal and say, you know, I would like to go to the classroom and talk to my teacher. Things that used to be common 
practice every day where parents could go to schools. And of course they used to before COVID be able to come in and maybe read to the class or whatever. And now parents are so intimidated mm-hmm. and you know they're inti- they're not shown the curriculum. They're not given access to lesson plans. Now they, they are in some parts of the country, uh, but they're skinny down. They're not really showing what's happening. And we have some legislation coming out now and we have the, uh, G, you know, some members of Congress even putting forward uh, you know, to have bills for transparency. So that's a big, huge thing. Mm -hmm. Something you think that should be automatic is not that you should be able to see lesson plans. You should be able to figure this out. Meanwhile, teachers are asking kids, you know, what their gender pronouns are, et cetera. So we have on the momforce21.com, which takes you directly to our page on the Moms for America website, Mm -hmm. we have, first of all, the information about your parental rights. We want to encourage you moms. You have a right. They want to make you feel like you don't have a right to speak up, but you do, you have a fundamental right. It is unalienable. It isn't given to you by government. It's given to you by God. Those are your children and you can stand up for them and don't let anyone intimidate you. We give you, we have a, uh, a declaration of mothers that you will inspire you and you can sign that. Nearly a million moms have signed the declaration with Moms for America. That's right. And that can it just fill your soul with strength. Uh, and then, you know, we get into some practical stuff, like, of course, our cottage meetings. Maybe you need foundation in the Liberty Principles. You can do a 12-week course, a 16-week course in your home, virtually with a group of moms, and that will strengthen right. you. So then you have your foundations, and then you can start taking, you know, engaging uh, with that knowledge and that strength, um, or you could do it all at the same time. Uh, but anyway, the point is that we want to, we have tools, many, many resources there to help you engage with your school, a deep understanding of CRT, uh, gender manipulation, what we, is what we call it. Mm -hmm. Um, radical, comprehensive sex education. We also give action items, like how do you go after these books in schools and try Mm -hmm. to get them out? We actually give you step-by-step process for that. You can join together with other moms and work on that in your district. Um, And so many more resources like those for engaging. We also give you information about educational choice. You know, you might be ready to say, I have to get my kids out of school. I can't subject them to this. And you might, it's intimidating, but we will walk you through it. We have mom mentors. We have incredible resources, how to start a pod with other moms. And then we also can give you information on how to run for school board, if that's your thing. Um, And great training programs with our coalition partners. And again, mentoring. And then our great signature new program started by Dr. Kelly Coles in Ohio that she's been running for a few years, an alternative to the National School Board Association. Yes, the group that called us domestic terrorists. (laughs) How dare they? How dare they? come along and she has this great alternative and she trains new school board members how to be effective, how to be bold, but respect and how to win the day on your school board. So lots of good stuff. So moms, I know you're, you're, you're like, okay, I didn't have my pen out. I couldn't write all that down. Tamara's got such exciting news for us. Here's the deal. You go to momsforamerica.us and then you go ahead and you look for the mom force uh, drop down there. And all of this information is there. All of this is on our website. It is truly incredible, the resources that we have. So we have everything from just inspiring and encouraging you to maybe go and speak up at your school board to all the way for how to run for your school board. And then when you win, what do you take into that board meeting? I mean, this is a huge program. And again, some of these, I want to go ahead and talk specifically with Tamara, but we just want you to know, we know that your child's education 
is, com- is so important to you and what is happening. And a lot of the time, Tamara, agree with me on this one here as, as we talk about this, parents are finding out after something goes into their child's uh, email box. So in, in our school, they did a diversity uh, survey and it was like, oh, this is an optional survey that's gonna be dropped into your kid's box. And then we find out they're asking them about their gender. Are they confused? Are they searching? Are they questioning? You know, what is their gender? What is their religion? All of these bizarre data mining um, questions that were way over the top. And that sent our moms in our area in, in droves to the school board meeting. So sometimes people are finding out about this afterwards. So if we're aware and thinking and, and, and have the knowledge to what to look for, we will know how to save our kids in, our, in, in the school district. So what are some of the, I know we just touched on a little bit, that, but some of these hot, and, hot button issues that um, are, are happening right now, and a lot of it's kind of ever-changing. What are you hearing from the moms? We've got critical race. We've got the, the terrible sex ed. Um, and and, and how, bad, how bad are these? And it, is there a range not every school is doing this, not every parts of the country are, or what are we seeing? You tell me. Right. So let's just take the example of sex education. So the latest um, program for sex education was passed in 2011. And that sex education program, which now includes even more information on gender um, and what I would consider gender manipulation and even more information on radical pornographic style sex ed, things that really do not belong in school. Um, That was written by the former medical director of Planned Parenthood. Yeah. And of course, Planned Parenthood has been very involved in in sex ed in schools. Right. Um, And that was partially funded by Hugh Hefner, the guy who founded Playboy. Okay, so let's connect all the dots, right? Consider the source, yeah. Right. You know, so... This is where we have to look and see why are these things in schools when schools have no business uh, teaching our children these things. Critical race. Okay. There's a gentleman named uh, Eddie Moore, Dr. Eddie Moore Jr. He actually was very involved in creating the construct. I call it a construct. I believe it's a marketing campaign that uses the language white privilege and uses the language diversity, equity, and inclusion. These are constructs they've created, and then they've created campaigns, PR campaigns around them to create a false reality that does not even exist. And they know that if they teach the children when they're young, because of course, teachers are trusted adults and have a lot of influence on children, right? that they will be actually training them to think that these things are real and that they should be followed. So white privilege, If you are white, you have white privilege. You can't get away from it. You cannot change. So Debbie, you and I went to Farmington and we talked there about the 21 day equity challenge that was put together by Dr. Eddie Moore. He's doing those all over the country. And what was it? Let's tell, let's tell everybody what that was. We went exactly. So that 21 day equity challenge talks about white privilege and talks about that you are an oppressor or oppressed and that there's no way out of it. So the only recourse that you have, if you happen to be white or any other color is especially those who are white is to avoid certain things. So it's like a list of rules. Mm -hmm. You have to follow these rules. That's your only hope for surviving in your culture. 
Um, you know, like we've talked about before, you can't ask somebody where they're from. That's considered a microaggression. Mm-hmm. That's you a new term, microaggression. Microaggression. Right. You can't ask them, what are they at? You know, and of course, that's the way people ask what type of gender you are. What are you? You can't ask that. It's a microaggression. So it's these constructs. And they've built, you know, study, not studies, but teaching tools around these. And these are in our schools. And they, they haven't it's even crazy. been proven. They're not scientific. They're not part of, you know, just one theory among 10 that kids might learn to understand certain things happening in the world. That would be mm-hmm. different. You're teaching critical thinking. Okay, here's this person's idea, but here's the completely opposite idea. That's not happening. We're not talking about critical thinking and presentation of numerous theories to co- com- contrast and compare, which is part of a good education. No, they're not doing that. This is like indoctrinating, teaching it as truth. Same thing with um, sex education and having these books in schools right down in the resource center where a third grader can literally go and get the gender queer book and the lawn boy book and see gay pornographic sex on the page. Now it's a drawing, so it doesn't, that's that's the crazy thing is that you actually have to have a real image for a lot of these state laws related to pornography for it to be considered pornography by legal definition. Um, but we're going to have to go after that, you know, or state legislators are going to have to go after that. I mean, we're C3, so we educate, but someone needs to go after that and change right. some of that language because that is unacceptable. That is, is pure porn- pornography and these yeah. little children are seeing it. And so they passed that in Illinois. Schools. We have a horrific uh, a sex ed bill that everyone has to, if they're going to keep their kids in school, they have to opt out of this. And those are some of the things that we're going to talk about. But mm-hmm. do you know that in, in Chicago now that they're making condoms available for fifth graders in the public school system? I mean, this is so absolutely outrageous and offensive and disgusting. It is. Um, and, no. and, and, and I think this is just the thing that, that the parents are waking up. And, and I know that parents have been busy and I know that moms have been busy, but it is a new day. It is a new dawn. And we have got to figure out, right, and this is how I want to help moms, how to handle your school board and options of taking it out. I even think of how is this, how has this gotten this bad? What happened? What well, happened? and that's, that's the question, because to solve a problem, you have to really understand, you know, the origins of the problem, right? You have to go back to when it started to become a problem. And when you go back into history, and you know, I will be putting more information together on this and making it available through MomForce, but currently I'm in the process of, of researching, gathering the information. So what I have found, and I'm not the first to talk about it, there's some incredible uh, writings out there in Epic Times, uh, actually the Illinois Illinois. Policy Institute covered mm-hmm. a series by Alex, is it Newman? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so there is great information already out there. We will just actually add it to our website and, and summarize some of it. But here's the bottom line. This goes back to communist Marxists, absolutely Marxist Leninists. And again, this is not a conspiracy or a theory because we've got the data and information to back up what I'm saying. It has always been their agenda. Yes, it's a historical, you can trace it historically. So the Frankfurt School, where a lot of this started, um, and you know, after World War II, they decided, okay, we're gonna have to take a nonviolent cho- uh, approach to bring uh, communism and Marxism to the West. Right. And so it's a very studied approach. And so they, you know, what they always know, of course, we saw this with Hitler, where you train the youth. And so their agenda became to infiltrate the United States education system 
starting of course with universities. And we saw that huge swing left in universities over the last generation yeah. or two. And now of course, it's been increasingly brought into K through 12. So these are very much those ideals and part and the number one part way that you get rid of the American Republic is you have to destroy its foundations. The foundations of this country are yeah. Judeo-Christian ideas. Morality is a huge part of this republic. It does not exist really without moral leaders and moral leadership. They know that. And so they need to destroy morality. And so you might think, wow, this is crazy, Tamara. You're like, where'd you get all this? But this, I can trace yeah. this for you. And so they, that's why they went after sexuality. That's why they've broken down the concept of the nuclear family. And, you know, I just wrote on this recently where out in uh, Ventura, California, someone wrote an op-ed recently that said, if we want to achieve true equity, we have to just take parents, or excuse me, take children away from their parents. That is in black and white, in an op-ed, yeah. in a newspaper in California. Oh, they're so emboldened. They so think that they are going to parent our kids. They have crossed a line. Wow, I mean, this just infuriates us. How do we get this stuff out of our schools? What do we do? How do we make the change? Because we'll talk about homeschooling and some, some other ideas, but some parents, right, Tamara, they, yeah. can't leave the, they can't leave the school right now for whatever reason. They can't afford private school. They're working. They can't do homeschooling. What do we tell for the parents that are in, in the fight right now at their school boards and trying to have, you know, to be the light there? What do we tell them right now? Yes, I think those that absolutely cannot do it right this moment or even for the remainder of this school year, please meet with your children every day. Insist on a mom, mama time mama time um, and just to sit down and try to speak to them. Now, kids, we all know they get into different phases where they don't want to tell mom what's happening. Um, they don't want to tell mom what the teacher said that they know mom won't like because then mom will take them out of school and they don't want to leave school because their friends are at school. So there's, right. a, you know, we understand because we're moms. There is that circle, right? <laughs> of like the kids don't want to tell us too much because all of a sudden yeah. they're going to be, a, they're like, no, mom, please don't, please don't sit with me in the classroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, if we need to, we will. <laughs> yeah, and we have to work with that because we know it's a relationship. It's a dynamic relationship that we have with our children. Um, but even if they won't speak, about it you know about it moms because we're we're telling you we're informing you we've got resources that help you so at least you do know what's going on largely in these schools so be able to say you know i want to i think you're probably hearing about abc here's what i want you to really think about about that and you know and again we can we can even create these resources deb to help moms know what to say and how to approach it how to speak that to their children and their child will think about that they will think, oh, okay, my teacher's saying this, but my mom told me that. They will think twice about, yes. you know, really getting swept up in it uh, when you've got a good relation, you know, loving relationship with your children, which I'm sure almost all the moms watching this do. Um, that's what they want. They're fostering that. So it, it is partly just trying to influence. And then if at all possible, talk with some other families about maybe starting a pod in the fall. Finding a way, even if you're a full-time working mom or a single mom, we know single moms that are doing this, you know, where they're coming together with a small group. We've got information uh, under public school exit. We are not reinventing the wheel. They've done an incredible job of, of showing you how to start a pod, the process for taking your kids out. Really seriously think about it for this fall, if you can. And we're here to help. We'll talk with you about it if you'd like. 
So being the light in the school, addressing these on the forefront at your home and at your, kitchen, at your kitchen table that's coming at your kids, considering a pod, homeschooling, private. And I do think that there's going to be, as we kind of walk down this road, there's going to be a lot of options, parallel options for the educational system for freedom-loving parents that do not want their kids to be indoctrinated. So I think that a lot of folks, if, if once they get involved with other parents that are kind of on this journey, they're going to come up with great ideas. Yes. Yes. And they're going and to share inspire. your ideas with us so that we can, you know, so that we can share them and you can, you can connect with us. One of the fastest ways to do that is to uh, go to our contact us page at momsforamerica.us and check on school board. Um, momsforamerica.us, check school board. We reach out to every mom that checks school board and we give you the opportunity to set up a call with us and our mom force team because we are available to you. We are here to help, to encourage. You know, you were just talking about private schools. You know, Debbie, it's so, it's so sad what's even happening in some of these private schools because right. they have liberals on their board um, and, and, you know, those that fund the school that are buying into this agenda. I just had a call last week with a mom um, in the LA area and she just poured out her heart to me. If she had planned for, you know, since her child was born to send them to this incredible Jewish prep school, $30,000 a year, they had the money, they had been waiting. I mean, can you imagine the buildup and the excitement that your child would get to start this uh, school in junior high? And she had to remove him within a year because of this radical sex ed, th these equity teachings and pressures that you're a race, you know, you, you're white privilege and, you know, the pornographic sex. It's so horrible. it's horrible. And it's happening all over the country. Wow. Well, I had, we had to take our son out of uh, public school too and put him in private. Didn't have mm -hmm. to do that with my other two because this agenda was not so bold and brazen and ridiculous and yes. offensive. Um, but yeah, we had to take our, our youngest out and put him in a, um, but a conservative school. I mean, I went there, I met with them. I said, what are your policies? What are you going to be teaching? What's your mask policy? What's your vaccination policy? You know, what is your, what is your message? You know, and here they pray every day and they do the pledge and there's no alternative flags. There's no indoctrination. So thank God we found one and it. It was a journey for us. I mean, it took us months yes. to figure this out, but that's what moms do, right? Yes. We're going to figure out what are our alternatives? What can we gather around as a family? Talk this room. I and, mean, you know, my son didn't want to leave his junior year, you know, but I said, listen, you got to trust us because you're, you're, you're not going to flourish here. Exactly. Our to. school, our kids were in a charter school for many years. We helped start this classical charter school, but then, in, you know, senior high, our son played football. He wanted to go to public school. He was there for a semester and I could see some of the things that were coming into his mind and his approach to life and people. And I thought, some, this is not right. I don't want him in that culture. I don't want him in that environment. And I went to him at Christmas and I said, what would you think about doing online school? And it was so interesting because he said, yes, I'd like that. Now, of course, he wouldn't have brought that up to me probably, but mama bears, listen to your intuition because sometimes right. your kids just don't know how to say it and they're not comfortable. So you would probably be pleasantly surprised if you were able to make a plan. Um, and it was a hard transition for David. He's very social and personable. And, you know, he talked my ear off for the first several weeks, at, you know, when he was getting started because he was used to all that social interaction. Right. And even though online high school, you know, has its pros and cons, we were a part of a co-op 
And so we got to be a part of a thing called Teen Pack, which was a mock legislature. David and I got to go to the Alito hearings when Alito was, you know, uh, being questioned to be on the Supreme Court. It was such a powerful experience and uh, part of speech and debate club. So you would be amazed on the other side how many perks there are uh, to bringing your kids home. And you know what? I'm saying yes that amen to that too, because Sometimes we just figure it's going to be harder than it is. And kids are resilient. They will make the transition. And if you just coach them along and you just help them on their journey, you know, we're figuring out other ways and other ideas. Like you're just saying, you just fill up their cup with yes. what you need to do as, as a parent. And it's going to be an adjustment for you in, a, in your family. Exactly. Um, and our son went on to go to Pepperdine, which is such a top school with a good, you know, kind of Christian influence, but not a religious school perfect blend for him. He graduated and went, has gone on to have a really good career. So, you know, it's, it's also, it's just for a season, you know, we think homeschooling, ah, you know, but it does, it, it's only for a time. It seems like a long time when you're a young mom. I remember those days, Uh, but time really does fly. (laughs) It does. And now um, one of the other big things was the mask mandates, but now a lot of states are kind of pulling back on them because the election season is upon us and it's coming. It's happening here in Illinois, although we've had a major lawsuit that um, let us take them, unmask our children. Although some school boards are still um, going with the, the mask mandate because of our governor. But now we're kind of seeing everybody's rolling back a little bit on the masks. And um, you think this is kind of a, a midterm politically motivated playbook um, on, these, on these masks and initiatives being rolled back? It's a definite question to raise. And I also just have to say real quick, I loved the videos that I saw on social media of kids in Chicago public schools in high yeah. school that were refusing, coming in yes. without masks. They're like, I don't care. What are you going to, you can't stop me. And there were like dozens at least of these kids. And I just think about, it just makes my heart swell with pride uh, that those are the futures, the future leaders of the country. And it just, right. it's so powerful when you see it. Anyway, yes, I think it is such a good question. And so one of the things that we want to do on the back end is try to hold especially school board members uh, accountable when the decision to rescind the mask mandates was at the school board level, because sometimes it's at the state level with the governor. Sometimes it's a lawsuit that's taking place, Uh, but particularly when the school board itself has, has voted to lift the mask mandate, which because I follow dozens of these groups, Um, you know, at least two to three dozen of these groups on Facebook where all these moms talk about what's happening in in their local school board in all the different states and areas of the country. You know, I'm seeing that it is, oh my gosh, they're lifting the masks, you know, mandates. It's so exciting. Did you, were you at the board meeting last night or whatever? And so I think those moms and parents have an opportunity. uh, Just again, this is a take action item that we uh, can put on our website to hold those school board members accountable, to test whether or not it's a political move. And one mm-hmm. way they can do that is by, um, and we, we will work up the language on this affidavit, um, and to go into a school board meeting, you know, I don't know if we should do it this spring, maybe in the fall, maybe both, where you ask or have five or six different parents speak and has, have, you know, at the next school board meeting, if this decision has been made, and you put the challenge to them, are you willing to sign an affidavit that you will not lift or reinstate, excuse me, this mask mandate mm-hmm. after the election. Nice. Unless, unless, you know, and then it's got to be a super high bar because, right. you know, and that brings me to another point. 
So anyway, hold them accountable through that yes. an idea. And, and the thing is, they probably won't sign it. And that is something that you can tell your community. Right. Okay, why didn't they sign this? Why are they afraid to sign it? Right. Um, and then that just puts them hopefully a little bit on edge about being reelected. And again, just holding them accountable. Right. Um, and, and people do act differently when they know that they're watching, that they people do. are watching. They do. So good for the, good for the moms and the parents that are yes. showing up and asking these questions. But you had another thought. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so I think that, you know, we do always have to watch for these election ploys, right? Because it's happening across the board. But here's the problem. When you dig down on the data and you look at the number of children, so what are we really afraid of with COVID? Honestly, it's death. That's what people are really afraid of. Right. I mean, you know, if you get COVID, even if you get it longer and it's harder for you, you know, people know they can get through that because Millions of people have gotten through it, right? But it's it's the fear of death, and and you know all of us respect the fear of death. It's a it's a re reality, right? So that's why I want to focus on deaths among children, and the mm -hmm. CDC data that I just looked up last week, and it was up to the moment from the time of the start of the pandemic until now, only and I hate to say it because every one of these children matter and hearts are broken because they died. Only seven hundred and seventy children have zero to 17, okay, so K through 12 age, plus a little bit with the babies, um, have died of COVID. And when you take that in light of the latest data on the, the American, you know, US population, zero to 17, that is 0. 0.0001%. Right. That gives us no justification for masks. And then, you know, Deb, you and I have talked about, well, but if you, you know, if the child gets COVID or has the symptoms, they can go home and give it to grandma. Mm -hmm. And my response to that is we've already had it proved that these masks don't really work that well. Right. And that N95 masks are the things now that work. Well, it's kind of convenient because China's selling them to us, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so if grandma has an N95 mask on, that child is not going to give COVID to that grandma. Right. It's all about the mask that the grandma is wearing. If you look at how N95s were used in the medical community, the patient wasn't given an N95. The medical professional, the doctor or the nurse in those instances were the ones wearing it, not the patient. Right. So the whole thing, it's like, it's, it's just not, again, we're, we're seeing what's based on science and what isn't. Mm -hmm. um, and, and plus that is so manipulative to make a child feel guilty that they're going to kill grandma. I mean, it's right. just so horrific to suggest. And believe that. me, we've heard that from, from different moms that their kids want to get the vaccination because they don't want to bring home COVID to grandma. But I think your point is true that if, if I'm elderly, then I need to figure out how I'm going to take care of my health, not everyone else. Right. Mm -hmm. And then those children that are sick and have, um, comorbidities and, and are, 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 are um, you know, very ill, we need to, those children need to be handled differently. Yes. And that's what, that's what moms do. They should be handling those children mm -hmm. um, in those situations uh, delicately and taking care of those. But yet you can't expect, you know, classrooms to be held captive and not even able to understand or smile mm -hmm. or, yes. or, or engage. I mean, it's just not normal. So I'm glad to see that these these mass mandates are dropping and, mm -hmm. you know, we're all fighting that fight all around the country and yes. um, never going to have to make vaccines mandatory either. But 
That's yeah. probably another whole show. Exactly. But th- can you give us some closing words of advice for these moms that are listening today, Tamara? Yes, moms, I think the biggest thing that I want to share, and I know this is Debbie's heart all the time on this podcast, that we, you're not alone. You know, we're, we're here for you at Moms for America. We have amazing women on our team that do all sorts of things to support you, to train you, to mentor you, to come alongside, to, or just to listen to your story. Um, sometimes you just want a sounding board. And so I really encourage you, go to our Contact Us form. You have a lot of options there and school boards are just one. Reach out to us. We are here for you. Uh, we're, we're in it with you. We're all moms and we love our kids and we know how much you love your kids. And, you know, all that we can do to support each other, you know, everywhere I go, I hear from key top leaders and elected officials around this country that believe the moms are critical to saving America. Yes. Uh, and some of you that excites you and some of you that intimidates. It's terrifying. Yes, yeah, terrifying. But Absolutely. it's so true. But it's just true. And it's not because you have to do anything or be anything super special. You are special. You are protecting the next generation. And so we're just wanting to partner with you. So don't hesitate to reach out to us, momsforamerica.us. Love it. Thank you, Ms. Tamara, for Thank joining you. us today. Um, you have such great ideas. And I mean, every time I talk to Tamara, she's got more ideas for her mom. So mm-hmm. we are going to just keep informing you and helping you and encouraging you. And thanks for those great words, Tamara. We appreciate the work you're doing at Moms for America. Thank you, Debbie. Enjoy being with you. All righty. Well, thanks, Tamara. Thanks, moms, for, for listening. Um, again, visit momsforamerica.us. Look at all of our resources. Look at all of our information we have on our website. Before we go, Tamara mentioned this earlier. I always do want to encourage the moms to check out our signature project called the Cottage Meetings through these 12 inspiring lessons. Again, this is all on our website. Mothers can take this course in their home with other moms and learn about America's history, heritage, the principles of liberty, and how to build the foundation of freedom in your family and in your community. It is truly amazing. Um, Thanks again. I so appreciate you. And you know what? Go to your school boards. Talk these these principles through with your kids at the kitchen table. Um, Look for new alternative ways for education. Um, You know, just shore up your tribe and you just pray through what you need to do in your home and with each of your children with their education. God will give you all that you need. And we pray that uh, we can help you in that journey. So we love you, moms. Thanks so much. Like, subscribe, and share. And remember, we are changing the world one home at a time. God bless.